Hi, this is Tom Compton. You're listening to WHTT Speaks Out. Each week, Chuck Carlson and members of We Hold These Truths look into events that are, for the most part, ignored or overlooked by the mainstream media. And we analyze these events. Ready, set, let the sparks fly. In today's WHTT Speaks Out, we're going to talk about a recent vigil, our latest vigil, at another Four Blood Moons event hosted by John Hagee and Christians United for Israel. And we want to thank our good friend Craig Hansen from the Bay Area who traveled to Stockton, California, for this event. And we've got Craig online with us, and he's going to talk a little bit about it. But one of the things we really are hats off to Craig is because Craig was the only person at this vigil. So ladies and gentlemen, you can do a vigil with one person. And I think when you hear Craig's report, you'll be amazed because this was a case where he actually got to interact with people walking by. So Craig, thank you so much. And why don't you give us a little insight to what happened and and some of the reactions at the event there. Great, Tom. Thank you. Again, this event was held at the Lakeview Assembly of God Church in Stockton. But what is really telling is their signs just say Lakeview Assembly of God has been taken off of their signs. And you'll you'll see the significance of that as as I get further on in the podcast here. The signs that I carried uh, this time were no more wars for Israel. That was one. Who would Jesus bomb? Another. And something I came up with this time, which I we haven't done before, uh, my truck was in an excellent place to be seen for visibility purposes. So I put on my trailer on a bike rack of the truck and our big sign that says, Innocent Blood Gaza. It's huge. It's about a four-by-four four sign. So that was on the uh, bike rack. And then on the rear window of the truck was the sign that I've, I've made that says, Jesus is not a Zionist. So those were the signs that were being shown to the uh, attendance of this meeting on Sunday night. And the Kufi representative for this time was obviously Randy Neal. He's the, the Western director, so he was kind of the MC for the event. And the guest speaker was Mark Biltz of El Shaddai Ministries and of uh, the Four Blood Moons, Fame or Infamy. So we'll talk more about that. Uh, the location of the church, it's, a, it's a quite a large church. It takes up about a half a block. With the uh, access street to the parking lot was on the west side of the church, and I was able to stand on the corner with my truck parked for all to see, and so almost all of the attendees had to drive right past either me or my truck to get in. And probably, my guess is, seven to 800 people were in attendance. So this was quite a a large gathering. And for those that uh, were able to, to go into the meeting, they were greeted with smiles and an Israeli uh, American small flags that they would uh, be handed out to so that they could wave during the meeting. And uh, this, again, what I said earlier about dropping off the of God from the Lakeview Assembly, uh, assembly this, this is something that's quite interesting. One thing very telling of the church is that the opening prayer was made by the pastor. And at the end of the prayer, he stated, praying in the name of Jacob, Isaac, and Abraham. And no, no Jesus. And, again, reinforcing Kufi's position uh, to keep Jesus out of their meetings because uh, Jesus is not a Zionist and he doesn't fit uh, very well with their agenda. So that was kind of a, well, red flag here and red flag there. Also, nothing new with the, the Randy Neal presentation. 
it's basically, again, going to Kufi on campus. And the big thing that's coming up right now is going to be the Christians United for Israel Summit, uh, July 13th through uh, 14th back in Washington, D.C. So they're pushing that for young people to get uh, scholarships and, and all that. They have, have flyers passed out with all, all the different speakers. And, you know, some of the names of uh, Senator John Cornrin and uh, Kronheimer and uh, Senator Scott Lieberman, uh, Dennis Prager, of course, Michelle Bachman Santorum, Bill Crystal, Ted Cruz, uh, Glenn Beck, uh, Huckabee. I mean, and, and the list goes on and on and on of, of the people that uh, – uh, are involved with this thing. So that is really you know, nothing new. Again, we've seen this before in other meetings where Kufi is definitely uh, going after the younger uh, college age group because they're losing they're losing that group fast. The, a lot of the people I saw coming in were, were gray hairs. And that's not, not a whole lot of young people. I would say that uh, what I saw was like the, the average age is probably in, in the 40s and 50s. So there's maybe even a little bit higher. Oh, Craig. You mentioned that you actually uh, inspired one of the attendees to go in and make his own sign. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get to that. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so, again, like I said, Mark, Mark uh, Biltz was, was the main speaker. And the whole Blood Moon thing, and uh, I, I did a little research on the, the Blood Moon hoax. And if, if anyone's interested, they can go to Bible.ca, that's B-I-B-L-E dot C-A, and type in uh, Blood Moons in the search field, and you'll find out uh, more about Blood Moons than you could ever possibly read in one sitting. But it's really, really good stuff. And also, I, I have to say right up front that I didn't stay for the main speaker, Bill himself, because I've heard him speak before, and he's peddling his fear for a price. And that's, that's how I see it. He's, he's, his, his commodity, he's selling his fear, and he charges for it to buy his book. And, and since um, I really didn't care to hear any more of that, and also, I had a long, long drive back. Let me talk about the sidewalk experiences. So I'm out there with, with my signs. I had the two signs together held with my left hand and, and uh, just able to uh, talk on the phone to people. And, and I'm so thankful that, that Patty's with us tonight because she was my rock while I'm, um, I was getting accosted on the sidewalk. And so in the midst of the event, I'm, I'm sure that she has a better uh, recollection of what took place than I did in, in the heat of the battle. But even so, I had five unsolicited uh, honks, people going by and just honking and w waving at me with my signs. And so, again, uh, thanks to Patty and Chuck, it was great having that support in my ear as, as I was talking to different people on the sidewalk. So this is the one that Tom was alluding to. I was confronted by an usher. This is an usher from the church who he came out and this was he basically was going to have a coronary. And he says, you don't know Jesus. And you're from the pit of hell, as he pointed his finger at me. And this is where, <laughs> this is where Patty. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you for what what you remember from that little altercation. Oh gosh! Well, I actually thought the guy was going to have a stroke, but I told Craig. I said, "What I heard is like it, it, it's it's almost like is this live or is it Memorex? I mean, it's the exact same thing, you know." pretty much that they always say, and the guy was just apoplectic. He was so upset. And, Craig, which sign did he see? Which sign uh, said Mark? Uh, did he see all of them? Well, the ones on your truck? I think he saw, he saw all of them because he, he saw the ones on the truck. But the one that he came right to was, you know, who would Jesus bomb? And that, so that was, that was the one, I think, you know, that, where he said, you know, you don't know Jesus. So I guess his Jesus bombs people. I don't, I don't know. But anyway, go ahead, Patty. 
Well, I, you know, I figure it was the Jesus, not a Zionist one, that really upset him, too. Because that, that kind of gets to the core of their deal. I mean, yeah, I can see how that would really upset him <laughs> for you to say that. Because that's the anti-war message. What, what, what did I miss, Patty? What else, what else did he say there? Because I, I, uh, I think this is the first time I've been verbally accosted like that. You know, uh, you've, had, you've had more experience with this than, than, than I have with, the, uh, with that kind of confrontation. But uh, I, was, I was trying to stay you know, as calm as possible <laughs> with, the, with the midst of his, his finger and his blood pressure going up and getting red in the face. You know, in, well, in it's, it's always the same scripture. It's all bless those who bless thee and curse those who curse thee. And, yes, you're from the pit of hell, which says that, oh, you're the devil because you're against Israel. Mm-hmm. So, they're, I mean, they're just always like, there's no, there's no gray area here for these people. Well, you know? congratulations on handling this yourself. And, you know, you pointed out an interesting thing, that if you do wind up in one of these places alone, uh, there should always be a couple of people uh, ready to, to come in on the cell phone because that is like having presence. And, uh, and, uh, and you can always uh, say to someone, I have the police on the other line or something like that if, if, <laughs> if, you, if, you, if they cause you any trouble. Uh, so I, I think that was a really a good idea that you connected with Patty. And, of course, I was surprised but really happy when you called me, uh, Craig. Well, it was good, to, good to listen in and hear what was going on there. Uh, something, that, something, however, that I want to know is what in the world is Four Blood Moons all about? What, why do these people get into this uh, area of um, heresy or whatever this is all about? Can you... Can you bring yeah. us up a little on that? Because I just don't know. It's new to me. Now I don't feel so stupid either. It's new to me. <laughs> Let me just throw in here, as a way of background, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this for the first time, you'll want to listen to two excellent programs that we've posted on our podcast site, Four Blood Moons, Christian Zionist Brainwashing Fundraiser, which is very fascinating. And then the other one is a biblical response by William Bell. We have Pastor William Bell on the line with us here also. It's called Challenging the Theology of Four Blood Moons by John Hagee, and it refutes the whole argument of the Four Blood Moons. You can find those on our podcast site. William, would you like to jump in and maybe give a little overview of the whole concept of Four Blood Moons? Well, I'll say just a few things. One of the things I would say about it is, of course, you know, what John Hagee has done is he's taken this concept of four blood moons that are aligned with feast days of Israel and claimed that they are signs of the second coming. Now, in some cases, he's denied that explicit reference and statement, but that is certainly what his implications are, that the second coming is near based upon these blood moons. I just want to say that there was a video with a scientist just recently that signally caused him to actually refute his own teaching. And this gentleman, what's his name? His name was... Hugh um, uh, Ross. Yes. And one of the things that, that he stated was that John Hagee was basically undermining his entire premise in terms of, of these blood moons uh, because, number one, anyone who studies this and studies it from a scientific point of view or an astronomical point of view will understand that these blood moons occur all the time, and they're just not, uh, they just don't occur in relation to some end-time event. 
really there's only one blood moon that the Bible focuses on in relation to the end time, and that was the blood moon predicted by Joel. It wasn't four blood moons, it was one, and that's basically an eclipse for the most part, and it was stated in relationship to the, the last days, which began their fulfillment in the first century following you know, John's uh, ministry, etc., and, uh, and then on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit was poured out. But one of the things he pointed out was that the people in Israel cannot even see these blood moons. So how could they be signs to Israel when they're not even visible to Israel? And that, like, floored John Hagee. He had no clue that they couldn't be seen in Israel, that they are supposed to be signs for, are even unable to see these signs. So how in the world could it be depicting some end time for Israel and, uh, and, and be significant to them. And so he asked John Hagee, if these blood moons are so significant to Israel, they are visible in America, but not in Israel. And Hagee was not aware of that fact and couldn't even come up with a response, an intelligent response. He couldn't come up with anything to respond to that and simply said, I don't have an answer for why Israel can't see it. So that should pretty much tell people that, you know, this is not something that's biblical. There's never any mention of four blood moons in relation to any biblical scripture about the end time in, in scripture. And again, there was only one, you know, when the Bible speaks of the moon turning to blood, it's just in a single statement, you know, in other words, a reference to one moon turning to blood. But that is Jewish apocalyptic language, which is a figurative language that was used commonly by the prophets when they talked about the destruction of a nation. And so that applied particularly in that instance to the destruction of Jerusalem, which occurred in 70 A.D., and has no further significance in terms of any prophecy beyond that date. So they basically are using this series of eclipses that are partial eclipses, but which can't be seen because Israel is pretty close to the equator, or, or whatever for whatever reason. What, what are they trying to make of this? What is Money. it they're... They're trying, besides making money, what are they trying to... Uh... I'll just give you the basic premise that uh, Bill uses, that the four blood moons is called a tetrad, and he picks out four tetrads that seem to have some kind of peripheral significance to the Jewish people. Uh, he, he brings up one uh, about the Spanish Inquisition. He brings up one about the Israel being formed as a nation in 48-49, the recapturing Jerusalem in 1967, and of course, now here's the late, here's the latest and greatest one, and we're going we're gonna to come up on the fourth blood moon here in what late September or October, wherever it is. And so he's, that's that's what he does. He totally ignores this. This four tetrads have occurred. Uh, there's there's four other times since Jesus was here that they've happened, and, and nothing happened to the Jewish people. So it again, it's it's with the 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 end game is to make money and to stir up fear, and that's he's he's being very successful at that. And also something you said, Chuck is that he plays on the ignorance of people. And I, I, I hate to say it, and I, I'm trying to think of a way to say it uh, nicely, but this wasn't the, the highest intellect group that was uh, at the church. My impression is that they're stirred by emotion. They don't do their own homework. They just take what the pastor says and, and, and build on that. And I'm, I'm trying not to be uh, derogatory towards them, but that's kind of what my, my impression was on it. I mean, that's basically how I see this this blood moon thing, and, and it is it is making you know, quite a bit of money for him. This usher that was he came out and he saw my signs, 
and he came. He, he just appeared for a while. I thought, well, he's he, he's gone, but then he comes back and he comes through these minivan, turns around, parks on the other side of the street, comes out and makes his own signs on on whiteboard. And this this is what I thought was was great. He says, "I'm not getting paid to do this like you." And I thought, <laughs> I thought, I I thought that was the greatest greatest thing because uh, you know obviously our signs are too professional looking. You know, to, yeah. to, we have to have a big organization behind us, you know, pu- pushing this agenda, just like like Koofy or something. But uh, I thought that was good. And then he he was yelling out, he goes, "Hey, hey, ho, ho! Jew haters gotta go!" You know, <laughs> and that's <laughs> and so that that's the thing. So you can't be uh, if you're against. Zionism, then you're anti-Semite. You know, it's it's the people can't separate those two. And people like Randy Neal and all these other guys, they always lump them together because that's the that's the key phrase that gets the Christians' blood pressure up, and uh, you know, causes causes all kind of problems. Any any other comments, Patty? I want anything I forgot with that uh, little altercation. I think that's really funny about the sign. You know, the guy making a sign. I'm not getting paid. <laughs> Like you are. What is the proof that you're getting paid? What about that, the sign? And that whole, that whole hey, hey, ho, ho thing, that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's a liberal chant. They use that for for any event, for anything. You know, that's the always the beginning God, mantra. How about the sign that said, God loves Israel? <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah. That was that was the other one. So, yeah, he was holding that that sign up, and you know, God God loves Israel, and God loves everybody, and that's that's not the issue. It's it's the question of do you love do you love Jesus or do you love Israel more, and that's that's the uh, the theme that I was getting. And again, we've seen that over and over with Kufi events. Jesus does not get brought in. When I asked the uh, the, the the guy that was uh, the usher, uh, I asked him, well, what what does what does the Bible, what does the New Testament say? And, and then he says he, he couldn't he couldn't answer it. You know, that's when I was accusing me of coming out of the pit of hell and so forth and so on. Uh, there, I, let me let me just go over a few other events that happened there, and then uh, maybe we can open up for some more questions. There was one um, African American woman that came out from the church, very polite, and she says, "What is this all about?" You know, just a very non-threatening. Not accusatory. She says, "What is this all about?" And I explained uh, we hold these truths to her, and that why we believe with that what Kufi is preaching is not Jesus. And she listened politely, nodded as I, I uh, as I was speaking, and turned around and left. That that's all there was in that one. Then an older this is this is what uh, I think Patty was on the line with this one. An older gentleman came out, and I I saw him walking down the sidewalk, and I didn't know if he, if he was from the church or actually came out from the church, but he came out, stopped at a distance, took some pictures. And then walked walked past me, and I I tried to engage him a little bit, and he just he just kept on walking. Then as he walked past me, he took some pictures of the truck, and as I followed him, you know he went he went back into the church. And and it, it, the expression on his face it looked like he he he'd had too much lemonade. I mean he he was just a sour looking guy. And I said, you know where's the where's the love of, of Jesus in, in this thing? And then uh, one family was out for a walk with their with their two or three kids, and walking around the block, they came by a couple times. And I was able to uh, ask them if they knew what was going on inside and explain Christian Zionism to them. And their, their little boy, probably about mm, seven or eight years old, has a sign that says, it's all Jesus. And I said, you know, that's right. If you, if you remember that all your life, that'll do you good. It's all about Jesus. And, uh, and they, they were smiling and went on their, went their way. And another um, young woman and her grandmother came by. And the, the grandmother had a headscarf. And it's, I, I, 
I think, I don't know if you were with me on this one, Chuck, but the, uh, I, I didn't know if they were Arab or Indian or whatever, and I, I, I'm, I'm just really bad at that. But it turns out um, they're from Pakistan and that the, um, the, the uh, granddaughter is like fourth or fifth generation American you know, from, from Pakistan. And I, I explained to them what was, what was going on inside and why it didn't represent Jesus. It was a good, good interchange with them. Uh, and this one, okay, Chuck, I think you were with this one when the, when the three young teenagers came up and they wanted to take pictures of my sign. And uh, yeah. if I asked them if they were from the church, they said yes and worked with the media department. And um, and I don't think the pictures they took are going to end up on the church's website. But anyway, uh, do you remember anything there, Chuck, that uh, that I said or didn't say? Well, you were doing fine. Uh, you were uh, you were you were uh, asking questions and trying to engage people, and that's that's all you can really do. And uh, stayed very cool, I thought. So it sounded really good to me. But uh, for me, uh, the highlight of this whole event, I had two visits uh, independently of the same, the same gentleman who was on staff at the church. And this, this part um, was, was really incredible because this was the first time uh, I'd experienced this in one of our, our vigils. And he serves the Lord by serving the community through, through the church. And it was clear that he loves the Lord and he is seeking truth. And so as, as we were talking, that it was the, the, the kindness, the, the gentleness, the uh, compassion in his eyes and his voice. I go, this is, this is unusual. <laughs> this is an uh, unusual thing. He, he was not combative in any sense and just wanted to know why I was out there with my signs. And uh, I'm sure I, I gave him more information than he wanted to know, but he kept asking and I kept answering. And we, we <laughs> the, uh, uh, Pastor Bill, you're going to love this. I said we, we we covered the roots of premillennial dispensationalism, Christian Zionism, Old Testament uh, uh, covenant, New Testament covenant, uh, Hebrews and Galatians. What forever means in the Old Testament, uh, using the passage in Jonah, where Jonah says that he was in the belly of the fish forever, using the same word that's in Genesis 13:15, in the land promise given to Abraham, and how Kufi always uses that uses that quote. And he took uh, he took down the uh, we hold these truths dot org uh, information off the sign, and then he came back the second time. He said that he'd gone to the website and would he'll, he'll go back and watch the videos there, and oh, that wow. that just that just absolutely blew me away. I, I, <laughs> I, like I said, I've n- never experienced that before. And uh, one last visit uh, with some people who drove by. Uh, they were just driving by the, the the church on the side side street that leads to the parking lot. They saw my signs. They saw me, and it's just like, what? What is this? And they he asked a question I couldn't hear, so I went over to the car and started started talking to he and his wife, and asked what what's what's he says is there a speaker going on in the church or something? Why are you there? And I again I explained what Kufi was doing in the blood moons and all this kind of stuff. Turns out the gentleman was uh, a Palestinian born in Haifa. And we just had a really, really nice, nice conversation. Wow. And need, needless to say, they were both very sympathetic uh, to our to our ministry. And so, uh, hopefully, some seeds have been planted uh, with this this vigil this time. And I'd like to close by just reading you this email to a gentleman who was on staff. And I said, uh, "Thank you for representing Jesus to me while we talked on the sidewalk today. I see in you a hunger for truth that I too share." I will be discussing today's visual on We Hold These Truths podcast, which obviously we're doing now, and invited him to join us. Jesus calls us to minister to the poor and needy and those who are in distress. You're doing that in your community 
I'm trying to awaken the evangelical church that bringing distress to Palestinians in the name of Jesus is wrong and is not Jesus at all. Blessings to you and your family and as you follow his call. And I said, please, please feel free to contact me with any questions you might have about Christian Zionism and its effects on our world. And I thought that that would be the end of it. But he responded yesterday, and he <coughs> said, he said this. He said, uh, thank you for the email and the heads up. I'll keep an eye out for the uh, the podcast. I'm taking time to look into the web info on the site, and I'm sure uh, you know that outreach uh, his, his ministry is busy. Again, he says, again, thank you for your professionalism during the event. Thank you and God bless and find it. And again, that is the first time that has ever happened in any one of these gatherings. And I was, uh, to me, I, that alone, I, I felt it was worth the trip, uh, just 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 for that alone. Let alone that everybody else had to drive past me in, in, in the truck to, to get in there. So uh, that's that's pretty up my, my my report. In case anybody has any questions. Wow, uh, thank you, Craig. That was just that was very inspiring. And all those seeds that you planted, wow. And that's the power of one, ladies and gentlemen, that if you get inspired by what Craig has told you, contact us and start your own vigil. These people need to be challenged. And Craig's example here is very inspiring. So thanks very much for everybody's input. Thank you, William. Thank you, Patty. Thank you, Chuck, for joining in this conversation. Thanks for listening. If you like this program, please let your friends know about it and our other thought-provoking podcasts. And be sure to visit our website, whtt.org, for a wealth of information on Christian Zionism and other critical issues that we face. Also, at whtt.org, you can watch for free our award-winning documentary film, Christian Zionism, The Tragedy and the Turning, Part 1. Join us in our efforts to wake the town and tell the people. Start small, think big, and press on towards the straight gate.